0: A new type of COVID-19 has cases rising in parts of Europe and Asia. Will we see the same spike here? It's called BA2, and it's a type of Omicron that's possibly more transmissible than BA1, which ripped through the country this winter. So are we destined for another devastating wave of COVID-19? Or will this new variant be different? I called up Andrew Pekosh to learn more. He's a professor of microbiology and immunology at Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Thank you again for coming back onto the show, Andy. And to start, let's first just talk about BA2 and what is it? What are its characteristics and when did it come to the scene?
1: BA2 is one of the Omicron variants. This emerged right around Thanksgiving time, detected in Southern Africa. At that time, there were three slightly different viruses that were lumped into the Omicron variant group, uh, BA-1, BA-2, and BA-3. BA-3 was a very short-lived virus. Uh, BA-1 was the Omicron that really swept globally in such an amazingly short period of time. And, And now BA-2 is starting to sort of follow along with BA-1 and we're seeing increases in the number of times we're identifying BA-2 across many, many countries around the world,
0: including the US. Right. And I remember back in Thanksgiving, you know, when Omicron really came to the scene and we were trying to learn about it as fast as we could. Are its characteristics similar to BA1, the sense of, you know, kind of a quicker virus infection time? You know, it's more transmissible. Are those all things the same?
1: It really does look like it. At least one study suggests that BA2 may be a little bit more transmissible than BA1. But for the most part, they have pretty much the same characteristics. They both have mutations that help evade the immune responses that are induced by vaccination. Um, They both transmit very efficiently, and they both have relatively milder disease than other variants. So for all intents and purposes, they're pretty much the same, although they do possess a couple of different mutations from each other.
0: And do we know if prior Omicron infection will protect against BA2 because they're so similar?
1: Yeah, we have evidence that suggests that if you've been infected with BA1, you should have a pretty good response that recognizes BA2. If there's one uh, positive thing or some sort of silver lining about BA2 coming through, it's that on the heels of BA1, there should be a lot more immunity in the population, which should limit the spread of BA2, both in terms of how quickly it spreads and in terms of the total number of cases that we can see.
0: Mm. And I think a lot of eyes right now are on Great Britain, France, and Germany right now, which are seeing, you know, uh, cases kind of rise substantially. Is this kind of a canary in the coal mine situation for here in the U.S.? Do we expect similar rises in caseloads?
1: Well, you know, it's important to note that, you know, at Thanksgiving, when the BA-1 became dominant, um, we were starting to open up populations, but then we quickly locked down and went back into, well, not necessarily locked down, but went back to using some public health interventions like masking and other things. Um, Right now, this rise of BA2 actually parallels Uh, almost complete removal of public health interventions across Europe. So it's hard to separate the two in terms of what might be driving this Mm. increase in cases. Is it solely because there are very little public health interventions in many European countries right now? Or is it that BA2 is something special? It's probably a little bit of both, but it's probably not completely due to just the BA2 arriving in these different countries.
0: Oh, understood. So in this moment, it's not as if in previous ways where we saw a wave in Great Britain and we almost were surely kind of destined for the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we always do look to Europe because they're essentially about two weeks ahead of almost everything when it comes to variants over the past years, whether it be a new variant emerging there or whether it become them relaxing public health interventions. So We are looking to see what this combination of reducing public health interventions and the arrival of BA2 will mean there. And of course, uh, monitoring for SARS-CoV-2 across the U.S. has not slowed down. Many, many laboratories and public health laboratories are really working feverishly to make sure that they're keeping up with the number of cases and identifying whether BA2 is coming through parts
0: of the U.S. Right. And I know I've heard from a couple uh, guests I've had on this show, they've said, you know, case counts are, you know, a good indicator, but what we should really be keeping our eye on is hospitalization rates as we kind of really determine what health measures to look at. Do we know if, you know, Britain, France, and Germany are seeing kind of higher hospitalization rates?
1: Right now, there's not a strong signal for higher hospitalization rates. Um, I might add that it's also important to look at hospitalization rates in some of the more vulnerable populations. So for instance, um, individuals over the age of 55 or so um, have a higher chance of getting severe COVID. So if you see in that population, a higher hospitalization rate, then I think that would be an early sign that maybe something is um, is uh, getting a little bit se- severe about this um, outbreak.
0: Mm. And, you know, we're moving into the spring um, and the summer. Does that play any role in, you know, how BA2 will metastasize in the U.S.?
1: Well, you know, it hasn't so far, but... um you know, seasonality, which is what we call the appearance of viruses during particular parts of the year. um, You know, there's a few things that contribute to that. And one of them is population immunity. Um, If there's a lot of immunity in the population, then when conditions get a little bit less than optimal, you actually get a very significant drop in the number of cases because not only can the virus not spread, but sometimes when it spreads, it finds an immune individual. Hmm. So, Up until now, SARS-CoV-2 hasn't shown that real seasonality, but um, a lot of modelers are hopeful that we've finally gotten to the stage of population immunity where it may not go away during the spring or summer, but case numbers will be limited um, and we won't be able to see these really large surges of cases like we had in previous waves of SARS-CoV-2 variants.
0: Mm. In other words, if there's a threshold of immunity that's passed, that could tamp down, you know, the virus enough to give some broad protection throughout the population. Absolutely.
1: And then combine that with less than ideal spreading conditions like the spring and the summer will bring. And, and you should have those natural boundaries that will prevent large numbers of cases. Now, some of that is a little speculation on my part, but I'm really hoping that we're getting to that stage where we're seeing these kind of effects contribute to reductions in the numbers
0: of cases. Got it. And so, you know, with the precipitous fall of the first Omicron wave that we saw, you know, there was a lot of rollbacks here along the East Coast of, you know, mask regulations, a lot of those restrictions that kind of came back. And so I think a lot of people are in this stance of like, oh, you know, normalcy is, you know, within reach or kind of there. With this emergence of BA2, how do you kind of characterize this moment? Is this like an Omicron delta moment? Is it less dire, more dire? Well, the
1: BA-2, as it's emerged, hasn't emerged as quickly as BA-1 did. So I think that's a good sign. And I think it's also important when you listen to reports about BA-2 increasing, you know, there's two things we think about, the total number of cases, as well as the percent of those cases that are caused by BA-2. And so certainly the percent of cases that are being caused by BA-2 is increasing in the U.S., but the case numbers are either falling or plateauing across most of the country so we're so BA2 is not leading to a surge in the number of cases like BA1 did so it's something we're monitoring but at least for now, things are looking pretty good that there's not going to be a major surge, at least in the next couple of weeks. But again, we're monitoring that. Scientists are taking this very seriously. You know, I don't think the general public right now has to really worry about it too much.
0: Got it. And so let's now move on to vaccines. You know, there was some vaccine news this past week. You know, Moderna asked the FDA to approve a second booster or fourth shot for all adults. Then Pfizer kind of capped it at 65 plus. What is the idea behind a fourth COVID vaccine shot?
1: Well, I think the critical thing that the vaccine manufacturers are pushing is that if we want to reduce case numbers, we'll need a fourth dose to really get your immunity high and strong to be able to limit those cases. Um, It's not quite clear if a fourth boost is really going to help in terms of disease severity or hospitalization. But honestly, I haven't seen much of their data yet, their packet of data those vaccine manufacturers are submitting to the FDA hasn't been publicly released yet. Uh, We do know that in Israel, where they rolled out a fourth dose very quickly, that seemed to be able to help uh, individuals over the age of 65, reduce their hospitalization rate. But there were very mixed results uh, in in individuals younger than 65. So, so far, I don't see any real compelling data for a fourth boost particularly at this time but uh, i really want to wait and see what the vaccine manufacturer is going to put forward to sort of strengthen their case or i should say to make
0: their case that it is more necessary mm. and just to kind of sum up a lot of things i'm hearing you know we're seeing in europe a rise in cases we're hearing that vaccine manufacturers are rolling out another dose these are kind of like signals almost we've seen this before but from this conversation so far, it sounds like this is it's a little different from when we've seen those same actions or those same phenomena before. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. I think when
0: BA one
1: emerged around Thanksgiving, there was almost an immediate consensus that people should get a booster. Because up until then, the vaccines were holding really well against Delta. But as soon as Omicron emerged and we saw some science that suggested Omicron was evading these immune responses more effectively, then it became very clear a booster was needed. Right now we don't see those same signals with BA2. We're monitoring this, but it is going to be something of a wait and see. You know, there's a, there's a fine line in public health. You want to start things early enough so they make a difference. But you don't want to start things early when there's not really a problem, right? And so public health interventions are always struggling with this. Do we act now? Do we wait? We want to act early, but we don't want to act too early or if there's no threat. And so this is one of those times where public health officials are really looking at the data, talking to each other, trying to make the best uh, decisions possible, given the data that's out there.
0: Right, right. And so, you know, if you're a listener... What do you suggest as you kind of see these headlines about BA2? You know, is it time to kind of batter down the hatches? Is it time to, you know, talk to your doctor? You know, what what kind of moment are we in?
1: I think we should be able to relax a little bit right now. Case numbers across most of the country are doing well, particularly here in sort of the Maryland, Virginia, Delaware area. Things are looking quite good in terms of the low case numbers, um, low hospitalization rates. So I think this is a time that we can, you know, loosen up a little bit and be able to get out there and do some things. I think it's always, if you're in one of these high risk groups, one should never feel any kind of self-consciousness about wearing a mask if you want to. In fact, I still wear a mask when I go into, for instance, stores or into indoor public places. Um, and I think if you're in one of those high risk groups, you should always sort of pay attention to your public health officials and to your doctors. It may be that if you are over the age of 65, there might be some booster information coming for that specific group. But right now, for most of us, it's a nice time to be able to sort of forget about some of these interventions and enjoy some of the well, beautiful weather that's out there uh,
0: right around this time of year. Well, Andy, thanks so much for contextualizing this moment and helping us understand it. My pleasure. On Sunday, Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to the president of the United States, told ABC News. The bottom line is we likely will see an uptick in cases uh, as we've
1: seen in the European countries, particularly the UK, where they've had the same situation as we've had now. They have BA2, They have a relaxation of some of the restrictions, such as indoor masking, and there's a waning of immunity. Hopefully we won't see a surge. I don't think we will. Uh, The easiest way to prevent that is to continue to get people vaccinated, and for those who have been vaccinated, to continue to get them boosted.
0: When asked if mask requirements would return, Dr. Fauci said, not right now, but the country should remain flexible. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Lou Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join me next Monday as the world recovers. Hey, it's Luke here again. If you've liked this show, is it normally a podcast? I've got some exciting news for you. I'll be starting a new daily podcast with WTOP's investigative reporter Megan Cloherty. It's called the DMV Download. We'll be launching it this spring, and we'll be doing what we've done in this show. But instead of just focusing on the pandemic, we'll zoom out on all the stories that WTOP covers. So every afternoon, we'll drop an episode where we dive deep into the top story of the day. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at Dmv Download.